Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, Anthony. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hey, Don. It's been great. I hope yours has been uh, wonderful as well. Yeah, thank you. Well, you're so busy. I mean, you've been writing up a storm. Tell us, what's your lead this morning? Because you, you've written in the past week, you're just cranking out the material. What do you? What's your lead story that you want to talk about? Yeah, so let's see. What am I cooking up? I mean, I'm cooking up some stories about uh, potential bills for uh, divesting from China um, within the state treasury and things like that. Uh, but I'm also working on some pension stories and especially looking at uh, the state auditor and some recent audits he's released, looking at um, counties, looking at townships, and basically noting that state aid for uh, local pension costs, uh, we've had a lot of issues with smaller townships, bigger cities, uh, miscalculating the pension aid they should receive, and as a result, either getting too much or um, potentially most worryingly for some places, not enough uh, that they're actually owed. Yeah, and so your piece in the Center Square, and everybody knows the thecentersquare.com is where you go for Anthony's stories. You know, in this one, you're talking about state aid, basically overpaying townships, and it's concerning. So what's going on here? I mean, who, where's the watchdog? And who's so who's at fault here? And then ultimately, you know, do we get our money back? Because these are tax dollars here. Yeah. So this is essentially uh, the fund itself. We're talking about every year, about three hundred thirty million dollars. This is generated by a tax on um, out of state insurance companies, essentially selling uh, fire insurance, primarily some other things. Uh, But this fund goes out to these smaller uh, municipal pension plans. And then the state auditor is the one acting as the watchdog here. Basically, these funds get sent out, and then the auditor comes in and looks over, um, you know, they, looks over a bunch of things. You know, it's the state auditor, but he's primarily looking at how much state aid went to these municipalities and whether it was calculated correctly. Um, and you know, every so often you'll find some, you know, there's a $500 mistake here, a $1,000 mistake there. Um, but a lot of this, you know, occasionally we're hitting levels of 5,000, 10,000 a year. Um, some of these bigger cities, like uh, I believe uh, Lancaster, Bethlehem, you can see twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 uh, miscalculations for the state aid. Uh, and there, there's kind of two things going on here, I think. Um, you know, one, 
It's just simply a lot of these smaller places, especially, uh, they only, they might only have one or two people, you know, running their accounting department. Um, and so you have a breakdown in the, uh, policies here. Essentially, there's no one double checking the figures, um, or no one that has a lot of the specialized training to do it. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're struggling with some turnover issues, especially in these smaller townships where when you have someone running the accounting, um, things, looking over this paperwork, then they leave. Sometimes you can be, it can go months without having a replacement. And then these things just get lost, mistakes get made, you miscalculate. Yeah, and it leads, so another problem with this story being told right now when we have this tough economy, because you can't help when you read your, God bless you, when you read your article, Anthony Hennon, you think to yourself, wow, well, you know, how many people are still getting pensions? Because obviously in private enterprise, pensions are, are rare and even the unions have, have tried to cut back on that and that sort of thing. As as new members come in, they get far less, if anything, spending on a union. But most companies do not give out pensions. So you're talking about the Pennsylvania, let's say the retirement system, 700,000 employees in Pennsylvania. And then I know in the past, you know, we've talked about this. How, how many billion is it? Is it up to $70 billion? I know it was $66 billion about a year and a half ago, we've are, are, is there a pension crisis looming? And then on top of it, you have this problem where they're not watching it properly. Yeah, so I I, I wouldn't call it a crisis just yet. Um, I, I think that figure is relatively accurate from last mm-hmm. time I, I've seen it. Um, I think long term, when we're looking at it, um, you know, taxpayers need to be aware of how much of a pension burden they have hanging over them. Uh, I will say, you know, a lot of these smaller townships, you look in their uh, pension systems, and they're relatively strongly funded. You'll see a lot of these are, you know, 95%, um, 90%. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of these, there's no looming crisis that's getting ignored. Um, but there are there are a significant number of municipalities across the state where that has been an issue. Or, you know, when you're looking at a lot of these uh, distressed municipalities, a lot of times pension costs is uh, what, tends to get them stuck in state oversight for 5, 10, 20 years. Um, so I think, you know, when you're looking at a commonwealth like Pennsylvania and you're looking at a state where population is either stagnating or declining long-term, you're looking at a lot of these population shifts where people are moving into the suburbs of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. They're moving to the northeast. They're leaving a lot of these um, small-town communities behind. Uh, more and more, that's going to pre- create a pension problem simply because if you don't have that tax money coming in, and you have that defined benefit pension plan, uh, someone has to pay it. And when you're seeing a drop in economic activity, when you're seeing a shrinking of the population, that can really drive up the tax burden for people who stay behind, which then encourages more people to leave. Yeah, and I know that the, you know, um, PSER, the PSERs, um, PSERS, as far as the board has been in the in the spotlight a whole lot. I know there were journalistic investigations. I think we talked about it at some point over the past couple of years. But to me, it, it, so so correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, as you write about this, is is part of this, is a piece of this, uh, a piece of the puzzle, as it were, to the past investigations as far as these pensions and the the alleged mismanagement or or just the lack of transparency when you think about these these huge pension funds who manages them how they're run 
And yes, to your point, as far as the tax burden, is is what you're writing about a piece of that puzzle, or do you view this as a completely separate issue? So I would view this slightly as a separate issue here, simply because when we're looking at this, you know, the, the auditor has been fairly good about making sure this paperwork is getting done. You know, when we're talking about billions and billions in pension funds and pension costs, this is relatively small scale, thankfully. Um, you know, this is one of those things where it's a little easier to catch simply because it's an annual disbursement. And so you, you have people checking in on this. Um, so I, I guess that's, that's a silver lining here. Uh, but I think speaking a bit more broadly, you know, pensions get very complicated. Mm-hmm. I think Pennsylvania is not necessarily an outlier here as far as, you know, transparency, as far as costs and uh, things like that. I, I think it's pretty standard across other states, and we're definitely not in as negative of a position as um, some other states, uh, so we're lucky on that respect. But I think this is something, there, there's a systemic problem in that pensions are complicated, they're long-term costs, and they're really spread out, and they're, they're simply complicated. I mean, it gets very hard to engage the public on these issues, but it's also hard just to understand, you know, reading over their annual reports and things like that. I mean, these go long. These get very complicated. There's a lot of math involved. Um, so I think on one level, this is a problem of getting the public galvanized and also making sure that politicians stay engaged on this because, you know, politicians are looking down the pipe every two years, every four years to election and re-election. Um, and the problem with pensions is that it is not a two- or four-year cycle. Pensions are a 20-, 30-, 40-year cycle. And if we make a mistake now, that burden then pops up later, the next generation on their children to pay. And the sooner we target this issue and make it a big deal, the sooner we can actually build a better future for everyone and make Pennsylvania a stronger uh, state to attract people in or to keep people. Um, so, again, you know, pension, pensions get very complicated, but they're very expensive. And when you're looking at municipalities that end up distressed or go bankrupt or threatened by some really significant financial uh, issues, a lot of times it's tied to pensions in one way or another. And I think that's something we need to keep in mind simply because, you know, this is not a super popular. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, campaign issue. This is not a super popular political issue. And that's even more so why we need to keep the public focused and keep the public informed here. And did I hear you correctly? Because I, I, I've done a lot of stories, Anthony, talking about you know these allegations and concerns across the country that China is buying up United States farmland, and so China was ranked, I guess, 18 out of 111 countries that owned the most farmland in the United States. Is that something that you? that you see lawmakers here in Pennsylvania working to prevent? Uh, so specifically with farmland, I'm not as sure about Pennsylvania. I know that's been an issue, especially in the Midwest and West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on that one level, it may be less of a concern here. But broadly speaking, when we're talking about divestment in China or concern about growing Chinese involvement, uh, Pennsylvania is actually looking pretty good on that. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, of course, there was a big push to divest from Russia and Belarus. After the invasion of Ukraine, that's essentially all completed now. Um, granted, that's much less uh, costly. But with China, we had the state treasurer had about almost 400 million tied to Chinese companies in some form. That's all been divested, um, essentially. And we have talk in the legislature right now of introducing a bill to require Treasury, along with the pension systems, to divest from Chinese holdings. Um, treasury is already essentially fully complete on that front so that's nice to hear um as far as pension systems goes um the uh, state employee retirement system it's estimated they have about 900 million tied up uh in chinese connected companies which you know sounds like a lot but it's also about 2.6 percent of the entire i believe it's about a 35 billion dollar uh pension fund there so when we're looking at a lot of Chinese influence or control in Pennsylvania specifically, and especially connected to the government, uh, it's pretty minor, and it seems like that's getting cleaned up. Um, if this bill comes along, that that would take probably another couple years to fully divest. Um, but as far as the position of some other states, Pennsylvania does seem to be doing fairly well um, of avoiding too much entanglement with China, too much um, undue influence that we might be concerned about. I know that, for example, the New York Post was among those within the past year that that had written about Senator Bob Casey from here in Pennsylvania, that they were accusing him of supervising potentially risky investments of $31 million from state worker pensions into a Chinese government-backed firm. So that, I know, made some national news, especially on and I'm looking at more conservative sites, New York Post, Fox News maybe reported on that. I don't think that made many local headlines. But is that part of what you're referring to, that they've uh, divested some of that? Or was was there another case of that? Um, that actually I can't speak okay. directly to. Um, I mean, it, it's possible if it was tied into, you know, some treasury holdings or to the pension funds and maybe. Uh, but I, I simply I can't yeah. speak to it. Um, I was just looking in the past. So tell me about the state forest land and the significance. In one of your articles, 
um, Anthony Hannon, you talked about state forest land in Pennsylvania, in the Commonwealth of PA, expanding to include a mountain known as Miller Mountain. Why is that significant? Yeah, so this is uh, this is another step from uh, the Department of uh, Conservation and Natural Resources, kind of expanding state forest land, um, state park lands. Uh, that's really been a push we've seen in recent years of trying to grow, um, especially outdoor recreation and the uh, recreation economy in Pennsylvania more broadly. Um, so this latest acquisition, um, that's actually the first uh, state forest land in Wyoming County, um, and that follows the expansion of the first state park land in Wyoming County last year. Um, so this really does seem like a concerted effort here from DCNR to kind of build that out. Um, you know, they, they've spoken of outdoor recreation and things like this as a prime, um, you know, economic growth opportunity. Uh, and it's also, when we're talking about state forest lands, it's a little different from state parks. State forest lands can still, you can have natural resource extraction. Um, so you see a lot of timber sales have been a big thing. Um, DCNR has downplayed um, natural gas extraction. They, they haven't really restarted issuing uh, permits on that front. Um, that's another area where it gives more land under state control uh, to use either to expand outdoor recreation opportunities for the public, um, also gives them a chance to kind of manage more land and sell timber off it. Uh, you know, it it's, it's another part of, as we've seen Governor Shapiro speak of, He's talked a lot about trying to expand more action in rural Pennsylvania and the outdoor recreation economy. So more broadly speaking, this acquisition of a Miller Mountain, it's called, uh, I kind of see that in line with some of these other initiatives we've seen across the state. Yeah, it looks beautiful, and you have a beautiful picture of it. It's the fall, you know, um, landscape. It looks like a gorgeous place. It looks wonderful. Yes, Absolutely. So tell me, give me one more, because you've written about too many. I can't pick. You have, you must have ten articles <laughs> up here. <laughs> Do you ever sleep, Anthony Hannon? My goodness, <laughs> never enough, never enough, Don. It's always a struggle. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we we really appreciate you, and you do great work. Um, TheCenterSquare dot com, and you do have, you know, from talking about the environment talking about different consumer issues, talking about all things Pennsylvania. So I, I love your, your reporting. You do such a great job and really call it right down the middle. Anthony Hennon, thank you so much. Thank you. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.